Protect your 5 to 11-year-old with a coronavirus vaccine. Getting vaccinated will help keep your kids safe. And booking is fast and simple. If you have any questions, your GP or pharmacist has the answers. All the support you need to help make vaccination a more positive experience is also available. With children eligible now, know the how, what and when of vaccination for 5 to 11-year-olds. To find out where and how to book, go to coronavirus.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. It calls out. It's the voice deep in your soul that says, hey, check your ANZ financial wellbeing score. And you say, who is that? And the voice says, I'm the voice deep in your soul. And stop asking questions. And you say, where do I check my score? And the voice says, well, obviously online. And what did I say about those questions? And you say, I don't like your attitude. I'm leaving to go check my score. And the voice says, good. Search ANZ Financial Wellbeings. Millions of despairing men, women and little children. Victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. You cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. Produced by a nuclear exchange would be carried by wind and water and soil and seed to the far corners of the kingdom of God, the The kingdom kingdom of heaven. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We're not saying that planet Earth is coming to an end. We're saying that planet Earth is about to be refurbished, spaded under, and have another chance to serve as a garden for another civilization. Most of the people in here are just your reflections. They're your mistakes. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. One million of the planet's eight million species are threatened. You are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. Your lives and the credibility of the United Nations is at stake. Epstein didn't kill himself. The reason this is such an interesting time is not only because we're on the threshold of the end of this civilization. They're trying to take you out with bullshit. The experience of the past two years has proven beyond doubt that no nation can appease the Nazis. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. In the language of the U.S. Department of Defense, these are unidentified aerial phenomena. Roswell's a very interesting place with a lot of people that would like to know what's going on. Uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. This is the Garden of Doom. Welcome everybody into Garden of Doom and today we're going to visit with some old friends. It's a reunion of sort. Those of you who are long-term listeners, I mean like probably like show two or three, um, got acquainted with the Inhumans, Bobby Blades and Bobby Anthem. And sometimes one was on, sometimes both were on. Uh, Bobby Blades did a couple of uh, shows with me. One where he was sort of roped in the last minute, which uh, we talked. I just was musing about how Adam and Eve started with an A and E and sort of the the Norse uh, creation myth of humans started with an A and E. And we sort of vamped from there. Um, And then he did another show, which was more uh, researched and probably more focused and conversational, uh, which was The Church of Satan Has No Satan. Um, 
And they were both with me on the Halloween show, which if you think you heard of this past October, you're correct, but it was just actually a re-release of the show from the previous year as well, because I did prepare well for, for Halloween this year, and I thought that was a good thing, and I had a, a bigger audience. So I'm happy to bring back the Inhumans. Their show is the Inhuman Experience, and it's the Bobby's Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. So starting with in alphabetical order, and, and it's sort of easy. Bobby Anthem, how the hell are you? Man, I am doing. Um, I, I really like that introduction. You, you, uh, you're pretty good at that, man. It has been a while since we've spoken. Um, and yeah, dude, I, I actually, I do remember, uh, my appearances on here, both with Blades and without, um, because I was here, uh, I think talking about, uh, cults. I can't remember if we talked about cults or one yep. cult in particular. And then I think I came back, uh, by myself, I think, to talk about. I mean, I can't really remember. I know that I've been here a few times. Um, yes, yeah, so you're correct. We, we we did two shows in a row on cults. One, um, both. Oh, I know what it was. It was it was the cult in. They've moved since, but they were in central Pennsylvania. The cult of the gun. Oh, yes, uh, related yes. to Sun Young Moon's nephew. Um, yes. And, uh, and, you know, that at the time, my co-host partner, Shaheen, lived in Pennsylvania. I think he still does. And, and, you know, he was a little bit obsessed with this, this cult. And, and it, it was really interesting. And we, we covered it pretty well. And we all watched videos and stuff. And, and yeah, that, that, that spilled over into a second week. So, yeah, I don't remember which shows you both were on or, or that um, it was just one of you. But yeah, you, you guys were sort of, I mean, we were working together fairly recently, uh, not recently, we were working together um, very often back then. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you guys were working on music and and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. I know that the... Other projects. Yep. Yeah. So Blades, I don't want to give you short shrift. How the hell are you? I'm the same. I'm just doing, you know, just the usual old guy metal cast where I don't have to do any research. I just read a five-minute article, <laughs> and then we react to it or discuss something. I just bitch about getting old, so, oh, you well, know. Uh, I mean, I might be mistaken, but I don't think that you're anywhere approaching my age, so. I'm, I'm, I'm We're not, all in the same age group here. I'm We're just a couple of, just a couple of years younger than you. Really? I'm 53. Okay, yeah, we're more than more than a couple. More than a couple. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just saying that I think that I'm uber qualified to, to be on the Old Guy Metal cast. I don't know why I wouldn't want to be on another podcast. Um, <laughs> but, 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 I mean, certainly, I, do I have complaints? Believe me, I've got grievances. Um, so, yeah, so when I first met you all, um, it was through Shaw, um, and I remember very well Bobby Anthem talking about the Anunnaki, and I pretended that I knew more about the Anunnaki than I did, and he said, I don't research, I, I don't really study it, but I've only been reading about it for 30 years. And I re- remember distinctly, well, some places they call that a doctorate. Um, <laughs> so we are revisiting the Anunnaki. Um, now, they are both claiming... By they, I mean the Bobbies. Uh, Bobby! That, that uh, they're rusty on it. And I told them, fear not, nothing really new has happened in 5,000 years, as far as I know anyway, uh, but I'm not in the possibly reptilian hybrid, you know, cliques. I'm, I'm working my way 
into that. I, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to insinuate myself in, into the uh, the Vril clan, um, but it's, it hasn't worked out just yet. So we'll see how far I've come, but we're going to revisit the Anunnaki. Um, and maybe we should just start, I don't know, we'll, again, we'll go in alphabetical order because I think that's just easy. So we can start with Anthem and you can sort of tell us your background with the Anunnaki and sort of what got you into it and, and sort of your you know, you can start us out with the what what is in fact the Anunnaki. Okay. Well, first, uh, I do want to say that uh, I like I like your introduction there too. Um, I like that you admitted that you pretended to know more about it than you actually did. Oh yeah, that's great. I like that because having us on here right now, it's, like, it's the absolute truth. I am rusty. I've been so busy with other things. Oh, before we get into that, I. Uh, I want to announce here that I am about to be a grandfather. I'm going to have my first grandchild. Ooh. Yeah, in uh, about a month from the time of this recording. So Congratulations. You know, a lot of my focus has been on that and a lot of other life stuff. But uh, anyway, back to the Anunnaki thing. Um, I know that you have been uh, looking into some things where uh, Blades and I kind of fell back from that. Yeah, yeah, I have been reading on the subject for 30 years off and on just you know for a hobby not doing any studying or anything i wasn't trying to convert <laughs> to become an anunnaki although man i wish i could uh but um i, I don't know it's, it's to me it seemed to me it seemed to make sense that that it pulled me in just uh being so much into uh comic books when i was younger and uh, being into science fiction, like really, really into science fiction, um, being afraid of organized religion. Um, and I, I will say that I am a Christian. I don't have to say that here, but I will say that I am a Christian. Um, not that that really should make a ton of difference. Maybe it does. I don't know. But I've always been uh, afraid of organized religion. Um, I have severe anxiety, so I don't like spending a lot of time around people, but I'm also very curious about things and, and origins and trying to fill in blanks of stories that I was told of our origin and things like that. And to me, uh, when I when I fell into reading about the Anunnaki, um, it was interesting to me when I read about um, the the findings like the, the old uh, Sumerian the uh, the Enuma Elish really uh, the, the tablets uh, with all of the information that was really all of the same stories that we had been hearing from other cultures uh, but way way more in depth I'm like this this is amazing this stuff could be true I don't read any of it as it's like an, an absolute like absolute fact. Um, but it's just interesting to me. And, and of course, none of us were there. So I, I would still consider all of these things possibilities, even though they're very strange and fantastical. Um, you, you can't really prove to me that, that a lot of these things didn't happen. <laughs> you know? Well, you're also not so, bound within. I mean, maybe you are. It depends how, you know, how strict your Christian beliefs are and and whether you're tied to, you know, the, the calendar that shows that we're about 6,000 years old because the, but if you're not, you know, the, and there's plenty of Christians who are not that they've, you know, that they've changed their uh, views on that with science and, and other things as well. But the Sumerian, 
just their house of kings, the dynasties goes back like 432,000 years. So, I mean, you know, the, the period of time, uh, you know, involved here, um, could be at least that long, probably older, because you would think that the first Sumerian king isn't the beginning of the Anunnaki story, though, right. I mean, given the amount of years of, of many of these rules, uh, or rulings, reigns, <laughs> yeah, reigns is the word I'm looking for, um, the, you know, they were likely not human, if true, uh, you know, or certainly a different type of human. And, and by the way, also Graham Hancock, which does not believe in ancient aliens, but does believe in ancient um, human civilizations. Uh, he uses these numbers and, and, and they all tie into sacred geometry or just plain old the math, math of, uh, you know, of the structure of the universe. And, you know, so you could call it sacred, you could call it just plain math. Either way, it works. But but all the numbers and and, and it's a, he plays a little bit with the numbers, but he plays with them the same way consistently, so it sort of works. Um, I don't know, but just 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 to say that. Uh, and there's there are Christian denominations, and forgive me, I don't know which ones are which, but some that accept the the books of Enoch as canon. And if you believe in the Watchers story, I mean. It, you know, and then you tie it into the film, which is straight there in, in Genesis. It isn't all that different from the Anunnaki, and the Anunnaki right. isn't isn't all that different from a lot of other myth stories. But I, I sort of hijacked your story there. Um, no, that's so. great. You you actually helped out a lot there. Um, uh, you said you don't know what I'm bound by. I'm bound by whatever I'm willing to consider. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I'm not. Uh, I don't stay strict to anything. Well, I don't stay strict too much. We don't, we don't really have to get into my religion because everything is foolish. Sure. And I don't, you know, I don't really know what's what. None of us really know what the absolute truth is. I just, I just know the, the life that, that I choose to lead and, and, uh, you know, try to live by certain, uh, beliefs and thoughts and ideas and feelings. But, uh, the Anunnaki story, there's so much in there that, you know, I, I figure, uh, it completes some of the stories that that were taught in Sunday school, and and, and uh, I mean because they are the same story. I, I don't know. Well, okay, okay. Let me slow down. <laughs> let me slow down. I just got done working, so I kind of had to caffeinate to perk up for this. That's so, right. Take it. Take it back a beat. Take it back a beat. Okay, so we're going back to the what the Anunnaki are and the the beginning of their story. Their story actually starts four hundred forty five thousand years ago, roughly. Um, and this is, this is where my rust really shows. Um, okay. they swung by here, I believe that long ago, they swung by here cause their planet was nearby. Nibiru was nearby. That's the name of their planet. Um, they thought that this was an interesting place. Then I guess they, their planet, uh, kind of went on its weird orbit that it's on. It's on a very wide elliptical orbit. Is that, am I right with that? Yeah, I mean, depending on who you believe, but since the number one proponent of the Anunnaki is probably Zachariah Sitchin, if we're going to use that, he believes yeah. that their orbit is 3,600 years, which right. yeah, 3,600 Earth years. Now, to give people some frame of reference, Pluto, which is the furthest now dwarf planet has been demoted from the sun, I believe its orbit is 220 Earth years. Uh, 
around. And I think that's the longest orbit. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but you know, 3,600 is obviously far, a far longer orbit than really anything else that we know in, in our solar system and in, in, intrastellar as they call it. Yeah. Okay. So to try to, to try to keep it as basic and uh, try to ramble uh, as little as I can, um, the Anunnaki, they live on the planet Nibiru. Um, they are a much older and more advanced race than we are. And um, they come back by here every so often, every, uh, what, 2,500 year, uh, well, they come nearby, like, what, every 2,500 to 3,600 years. And um, they kind of check on things. They're, they're uh, credited for... Um, and this is, this is credited by uh, stories from the ancient Sumerians, are the oldest known civilization on our planet, the oldest known human civilization. Um, they wrote about this stuff as if this was like, like absolute truth. Like they know these things to be to be true. Um, that they, uh, the Anunnaki, kind of helped us along. Uh, did some genetic testing, made some enhancements. Um, but they really did it to make us kind of their workers. I don't know if I want to say slaves, but they needed gold for reasons. And uh, they didn't want to do the work themselves. So they actually first brought along uh, another race uh, from another world. I, I think they're called the Ajiji or Igigi, depending on how you want to pronounce it. But they rebelled. And they said, no, we're not slaves. Uh, we agree. want to live our own lives. We're out. So they bounced. And, um, so the Anunnaki said, we have to do something, man. We're not, we're not going to dig in this dirt, do this stuff ourselves. So let's just, let's just make something out of these animals that are already here. So they spliced their own, they did some experimenting, spliced their own DNA with the DNA of, um, primates that were here on earth and bing, bang, boom, long story short, um, you have us, uh, the, the children slash, servants slash workers slash slaves of the Anunnaki. Um, and that's kind of a nutshell. That's kind of a long rambly nutshell. It, but that is indeed right. And by the way, while I was checking on my Google machine and because Pluto has been demoted, it says that Neptune has the longest uh, orbit, um, but Neptune is closer to Earth, not by much, than, than Pluto. But and it, it's uh, its orbit. I think it's at about 165 Earth days. I think it's at 164.8 Earth years. Rather, is that it, is its orbit? So Pluto stands to reason to be considerably longer. Anyway, none of them are even near 3,600 years. Now, my guest that I had on the UFOs in the Bible episode, Ken Godsworth, um, Godsworth rather, he opines that the 3,600 years is not a planet. It's not, it's not Nibiru or it's a misinterpretation that every 3,600 years, uh, in the same, I guess, meridian or, or the path where the, where you would follow the zodiac signs, that's when you see the solar, not the solar, the, the stellar cluster at the center of the Milky Way, uh, which I understand to be sort of considered like the Aya Sagittarius. And that is consistent with other things I've heard, though not necessarily the, the 3,600 years, but uh, like that, like that's sort of why a lot of biblical scholars believe that the Earth was going to end because the old stories were they they sort of thought that that 
that black hole or cluster in the center of the Milky Way, whatever it is. I think it's I think it's a black hole now. Um, no, no one would have known that until a few years back. Um, was that that was the gateway to hell? That was the opening, and and when when it comes around, that's that's when you you know get have your uh, I guess your periodic apocalyptic events. Um, that's so, terrifying, right? Um, you know, now it, is it just astrological or or astronomical, or is it uh, you know is there something to it? Well, well, you know, well one one came and went, and nothing really happened. Or do we just not know what happened? We haven't seen it right. yet. So um, anyway, so that's that's what he opined. And, and I'd heard the same thing about the Mayan calendar. That's why the Mayan calendar ended, because they just died out before they <laughs> continued. They, they continued out th- this far to the, to the uh, next time Sagittarius would appear. And it was it was whatever age we're in now, which is, I think, Pisces. I think we, or we left Pisces for Aquarius. Something, I, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I have to, I have to get someone here on uh, about astrology. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that's part of it. And I feel like we've left Bobby Blades out. Bobby, Bobby Blades, B squared, B2. <laughs> you want to participate? You have anything to add here? That's completely fine because I know Bobby says he doesn't know much. Well, I know absolutely less than that. <laughs> um, I didn't read any of the Sitchin books. Uh, I think I watched a video about uh, one of the one of the books. But aside from that, it's like everything that I know I learned from Bobby Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I think uh, I think I was the one who introduced the whole topic to Blades, and he just he kind of latched yeah. on because he thought that it was it was fascinating. He was definitely more uh, like pretty ver- a little more versed than I would say I am on um, the Norse tales. Um, even though I think I have pretty decent knowledge on that, but it just made sense that when he heard about the Anunnaki, he kind of latched on to it. So it was just a, a quick interest for him. So yeah, he, he picked that up from me. So you're saying that the way that I worked, you all, Blades actually counterworked me so that <laughs> I thought I was going to get you guys to do the work for me, but really he always knew that he was going to pacify me and that you were going to do most of the work, Anthem. So, so. <laughs> So you're really the sucker here. <laughs> well, the way I see it, the way I see it, um, because yeah, my, my knowledge—I have a little bit of knowledge of the things that I've read. I, I've read uh, Zachariah Sitchin's uh, entire—I read the entire Earth Chronicles series of books. Um, I believe I read Eric Von Damiken before I read um, Zachariah Sitchin, but I really latched on to Sitchin. Um, but it's been a long time. Like I lost my vision years ago and I don't know how to read Braille. So, you know, I, I haven't really been able to keep up on a lot of this stuff, but knowing that you have kept up on this stuff, that's why I'm happy to be here today because hopefully you're going to, you're going to uh, enlighten me and inform me on some things that either I was unaware of or that I just forgot about. So sorry to tell you, man, you're still doing the heavy lifting here. <laughs> I'm not sure that I will school you, but it, it, you know, this, this show started with, you know, one premise, uh, but it's always been sort of a wide tent. And 
over the course of things, I mean, first of all, you know, if one of the first shows we do was involving the Anunnaki and I didn't know enough about it, that I, I, need, I needed to cure that because I, I can't possibly be less informed than, than other people. That, that's an affront, affront to my, my greatness. Um, so unfortunately I kept getting guests who, who know more about things than me. And then I just decided to lean into it and, and make that sort of, you know, sort of the theme of the show and, and try to get experts or authorities you know, in, in a variety of different areas. And a lot of it sort of, you know, if you have Venn diagrams, you call a lot of different things, but they, they overlap in so many ways. And, you know, and whether it's the Anunnaki or the Anasazi or, like you said, the Agigi, who in some ways, like you said, they, they brought in another race and that didn't work out. But others say that that, that, that was like the first experiment of the Anunnaki and they didn't exactly work out. But maybe they were the, they're the giants that we're talking about, or maybe they're the reptilians that are around, or maybe they were the Nephilim, maybe we weren't the Nephilim, or, you know, maybe the Anunnaki never bred with us, it's, it was they bred with someone and, and formed the Agigi, so maybe they're the, 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 the demigods or whatever, uh, whereas, you know, the, the Watchers is, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty clear that the sons of God made it with the daughters of Adam, and then, you know, then, then came the Nephilim, but it, even that's a little bit confusing because it talks about you know that the there were giants, which is a possible mistranslation of Nephilim. Um, you know, in the earth at those times, so in the earth at those times, and they were the great men of old, heroes of renown. So it's, it's something like that. There's different translations, but of old, who's old? What, what what's old? This is Genesis. I mean, <laughs> there is no old. There's, I mean, person number one was you know at at the beginning of that uh, beginning and begatting. And, 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 you know, so all of these things like set me on this, like, you know, crazy spiraling path. And then, you know, I learn about the Dogon tribe and the, and the Zulus and, and the Anunnaki myths in Africa and the Anunnaki myths in Russia from, from the Kristaps from the Eastern border talked about that. And actually PJ Black, the wrestler, was good to talk to me about the Anunnaki in Africa. And that's cool. Yeah. He's a really interesting guy. He's, uh, we had a, that, that was quite a show. Um, he's actually a PhD student uh, now, I'm hoping, and he's he's learning something called gematria from a rabbi in South Africa right now. Now, oh, I, nice. I, I I don't know what gematria is, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to learning about that from him at some point. Um, but the only uh, thing I do know is that it's a, a Slipknot song. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like you start seeing these things everywhere, and like, yeah. like Anthem said, when you like science fiction and comic books, it it's like sort of training for these things. But then when you go back and and you look at holy books and movies, I mean, Fallen was the Nephilim, it was, you know, or at least a fallen angel is. I mean, some people think that the Nephilim are the demons. Others, you know, believe that they are offspring. Some are some are bad. Some are good. Some are in between. Whatever, but Fallen was a demon that, 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 that went from body to body. Well, Bishop Alan Cox, who was on my show about a year ago, um, that's his interpretation of what the, the, the Nephilim are. So Fallen could could be about the Nephilim. So, uh, you know, all this stuff is tied together, uh, whether it's 
vampires or warlocks or, you know, or Anunnaki or angels or, you know, anything, you know, if you look hard enough, there's, there's so many parallels, which is, I think is what got me into it as well as you. I mean, and there are things I never put together as a youth, like the. Enjoy the freedom and flexibility to preserve your stay now and pay only when you arrive at the hotel in case your plans change with Webjet. To get Victorians back to work and grow the economy, Jobs Victoria is backing small businesses and job seekers. There are free services to help employers find and hire staff, including up to $20,000 wage subsidies. And for job seekers, there's free support to connect you to jobs, training and careers counselling. So if you're looking for work or workers, Jobs Victoria is ready to back you. Find out more at jobs.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Mythological version of Thor, who's very different from the comic book version of Thor. Likewise for Hercules, the mythological version of Hercules, different from, well, actually not that different from the comic book version of Hercules, to be frank, uh, at least Marvel. Um, Beowulf and Gilgamesh, all the same friggin' guy. They're all yeah. the same guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm sure there's, there's, there's people like that, you know, all the time. Uh, and, you know, when people talk about, you know, the, the, the three religions of the book as being monotheistic, and, and I don't really feel like getting into people's doctrines and things like that, but even if you accept the, the, the scriptures, any one of them, any of them, Old Testament, New Testament, Quran, all three of them, even if you accept them, you have a God. At some point, God took Enoch with him. So you have a human that was elevated to some sort of immortal status, uh, either just plain immortal or, or elevated. You have different levels of angels. You have different levels of demons. And, you know, one may or may not have been named Lucifer or Satan and become a, a, a devil, depending on what you believe. You find out that there was, Adam had a first wife named Lilith, who does not appear in Genesis at all, but nobody disagrees existed. And she apparently flew away. So, <laughs> and became a monster. So, I mean, the, the, the Bible's full of what could be called science fiction as well. So if it's, if it's, if the Bible's not, if the Bible is the word of God and is, and is, uh, factual, it's not science fiction. It, it, it's just fact, which, which, which brings everything into play, right? Right. Right. And, um, that is exactly something that I like to bring up. And I believe I brought that up, uh, once or twice on, uh, the human experience, just, um, that a lot of the stories in the Bible are stories that were retold from other cultures, just, um, very, very abridged versions. Um, but uh, getting back to the Anunnaki, like it, it, it really all traces back to that because that is the oldest known story, the oldest known origin story or group of origin stories. Mm-hmm. So um, like with that, yeah, I mean, if you're going to look at, if you're going to look at the uh, Sumerian tales as possible fact, then you kind of have to look at the biblical stories as uh, as fact, just their own retelling. Um, a lot of it, a lot of it is just really, really messed up. A lot of it is contradictory. A lot of it is just flat out 
wrong and you can say that it's wrong because some of the contradictions are just so obvious like they really didn't take as much time as they probably could have to do some editing <laughs> uh in some places there were there was a little bit too much editing um but the stories are the same man you know um stories of angels you know like there's one god okay um but then there's stories of angels being sent down where did the angels come from they're not us um but we can't call them gods you know they, they come from somewhere that's not this planet uh we can't call them aliens <laughs> you know what are we supposed you know we can accept that they're angels but right what's, and what's 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 the difference between those angels and anunnaki not much at all right or or the lesser gods in in any of the panoplies really when i talked to the two yeshivite uh, Orthodox Jews, they they said that angels don't have free will. That's that's why we don't consider them gods, or why they don't consider them gods. And that's fine and dandy, except that there's plenty of stuff that shows that angels do have free will, even if you don't accept the the, the revolt, which is uh, you know uh, it's only sort of referred to in the Bible itself. It's it's all throughout the book of Enoch, whether or not that's canon or not. It's something, but even like in the book of Job, you had Satan, the accuser, who was not considered a, a devil or a demon, but one of God's arch, archangels. Uh, you know, God's like, you know, I, you know, test Job and Satan's like, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? And God's like, yep, you can do it. But he's obviously asking him like, how far can I go? How far can I right. go with this guy? So that's free will. If you believe the Lilith story, which nobody disputes, apparently God sent two angels to capture Lilith. And she's like, listen, I can do, it's like Captain America finding Captain America. He's like, I can do this all day. I can fly and you'll never catch me. So listen, just don't tell God that you, you let me go and, and you guys can peace out and I, and I won't bother anyone, which of course she was lying. But they, but they're like okay. I mean, they exercise poor judgment, but free will. It was Keystone cops' free will, but it was still free will, and they decided to peace out. Um, and there's other there's other times as well. Now it also, you know, begs a less comfortable question as to if God's so all powerful, why wouldn't He have known that, and why wouldn't He just smite her and things like that? But we're not going to get into those kinds of things. Here today, I'm, I'm not here to, you know, destroy right, anyone, anyone's belief systems. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to dig into it, but that's some of, uh, some of what jumps out from the Bible. That's like, hey, wait, no, wait, this doesn't exactly add up. You know, there's, there's a lot that just you're not, you're gonna find just uh, won't add up. Um, and, and, but, and, and yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You're the guest. No, sir. <laughs> well. And, and uh, see, I lost my train of thought here. Um, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in because I, I, I think that because of me, we've probably lost the, the train of, of your thought. <laughs> so let, let's start with, you know, the king of the gods and, and where Anunnaki comes from is Anu. Anu was, uh, the, was their king, the, the, the leader of the aliens, the king of the gods, whatever you want to say. And considered the embodiment of, of heaven or the heavens. Exactly. The, the heaven god, which is often the, the, the king of the gods in, in many panoplies. It's interesting that in several languages, some within the, between, you know, Vedic India and Sumeria and, and Canaan and that area, it, Anunnaki means the same things. Now, maybe that's surprising. Maybe it's not. You know, if you just look at a map, it's only a few inches apart. But in the real world, there's 
rivers, mountain ranges. It's you know, thou, you know thousands of miles apart, and and in the ancient world that was quite a thing. But also in certain First Nations languages, Anunnaki also basically means um, people of the stars or people of the sky, which is uh, sort of a interesting coincidence. Now, in another language, it means ant people, which is where you get into the whole reptilian thing. I don't know where you get reptiles from ants, but okay. (laughs) But there, so Anu had two sons, Enki and Enlil. Um, And he basically... uh, I'm sorry, I think it's important to mention that um, Anu's, I guess you can say his wife, uh, the mother of Enki and Enlil, was key. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yep. And didn't, wasn't there also a sister as well? And Enki or Enlil like married their sister, which is also not unusual in, in pairings of, of godhoods. Would that have been, see, this is where my memory, would that have been Inanna? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Inanna. okay. All known as Ishtar and most other. Uh, right. And, and depending countries. on who you talk to, Ishtar is also, Astarte is also sort of a combination of Athena and Venus, maybe Isis, and you name it. How much of that is exactly correct or is just a character morphing or being divided, you know, as time goes on and stories go on, I, I don't really know it. But it's, but, but there, so apparently Enlil wasn't so fond of this labor force called humans that were created. Enlil found the humans to be really irritating, high maintenance, uh, they talk too much. Uh, in the story, he was really bothered by their constant chatter. But Enki, I, I, I don't know how to put this, but he, he had some sort of strange affection for, for the humans. I, I mean, he, he, it's not that like he was benevolent, but he, he like enjoyed talking to one of the kings. And by the time we get to the story, that king was already, had already ruled for 3,000 years, which assumes he didn't rule for some period of time prior to that. So you're talking about humans that live thousands of years at, at, at this point as well, um, which is even beyond, you know, Methuselah and Lamech, you know, types of numbers. Um, and so Enlil's like, I'm killing these dudes. I'm, I'm going to cause a flood. And Enki's like, huh, well, dad made me promise not to tell anyone. So I'm going to stand here in the reeds behind um I forgot what was their version of Noah's. What, what was this king's name? The same guy they looked uh, for at the end of Gilgamesh. Right. Um, was it was it Utnapishtim? Yes, or that's 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 that was him. Yeah. Okay, I thought there was a different name. There might well there might have been another name in another uh, another kingdom, but that I think that's the name I remember hearing. Yeah, it definitely ended with a them or a them. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I that's just not my skill set. Um, so. He, he's he's t- Enki's talking really loudly to nobody until which say Uno Peshtim. Um, Uno Peshtim. Yeah, he was talking to the reeds. <laughs> right, he's talking to the reeds. You know, there's going to be a flood. It's going to kill everyone unless you start building this ship with giving it, you know, basically dimensions and cubits. A lot like the Noah's Ark story, except there, you know, God directly told Noah or he sent a, a messenger to tell Noah. But it's basically the same story at that point. And, you know, collect flora and fauna and, you know, uh, save the world, except Enki's not telling him. He's just speaking really loudly exactly where he knows 
the, the king will be. So a little difference there. And Unu Peshtim is is also who Gilgamesh at the end of the Epic of Gilgamesh is looking for, because that's sort of his last task is to become immortal. So he wanted to find out how to do it. So he's, you know, so people say the Epic of Gilgamesh is a flood myth story. It really isn't. It, it, it's just sort of the last act, you know, refers to the survivor of the flood because right. in his quest for immortality uh, after he lost his, uh, and got over his 12 steps of grief for losing his, uh, his Sasquatch fan Enkidu, who I, I mean, my, it was my favorite. I mean, I, that that story is just—I mean, it's fabulous. So that's, but there was a there's a whole panoply of you know sort of whatever we want to call them, but upper tier um, Anunnaki, and, and that. But you're correct in the, the creating the humans. You know, apparently, I don't know if it's directly in the myths or it's just sort of assumptions. But apparently, they it took a while to get us right or close enough to right. Um, and that's where a lot of the, you know, where the belief comes in that there's either a lot of monsters came from or things like dwarves, elves, giants, right. trolls, ogres, you know. Yeah, if you're looking like uh, uh, minotaurs, centaurs, things like that, uh, all kinds of humanoid creatures, mistakes, Right, you know, of course, some say that came from Lilith. <laughs> I said, well, why not both? Some came from Lilith, same some came from mixed experiments. But that is my that's my recollection of the Anunnaki, and and yes, that they they come by every now and to check on us. They needed the gold. I've heard two different versions. One is to they needed gold to somehow close a gap in their atmosphere, the gold dust, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I'm not a scientist. And the others, yeah, and the others that they need gold for to repair their ships for uh, interstellar travel, which you know, what, again, what do I know? Yeah, it's supposed to be good at blocking cosmic radiation, but I mean, I don't know. And looking I'm good too while you're doing it, you look dope while you're blocking that cosmic radiation. Right, right, and that's actually, um, uh, I think that that's it, it could explain why humans and like royalty are so obsessed with gold because their gods wanted gold. So the people here who took over, took command when the, uh, when the Anunnaki left, they said, okay, well they wanted gold. I want gold too, but they just didn't know why. So they just got it and had furniture and, and, <laughs> and crowns and jewelry made out of it because they probably figured that, well, that's what they're doing with it. That's right, but that's just that's just my guess. Right. Listen, it's it's we're obviously we are way into the realm of speculation. I mean, the whole this whole thing is speculation. And by the way, uh, there's an author named Ari Steiner, and if he's listening, I apologize because I I told him next time I circle around to Anunnaki, I'd have him on the show. But this this was sort of a last minute thing, and I already have two guests and having a third. It's not good. So Ari, if you're listening, you will get your own show. Um, to talk about your book and your version of it. In fact, I'm, I'm it, looking forward to, I'm speaking directly to you. I'm looking forward to you being on here so that, uh, <laughs> so that you can set me straight with all of the things that I'm missing and all the things that I've gotten wrong. So <laughs> looking forward to your appearance on here. Yeah. His, I mean, I've read the, what I think is a, a first draft. I think that's what he called it of, of a book in the, and the beginning of a second part. And, you know, 
he sort of gels a lot of these things together as well. Now he said, this is, this is history. And that's fine. I, it may well be for all I know. And, and obviously we'll talk about his research into that, but he actually does tie in Genesis with the Anunnaki myth and, and says who's who and who are the, not who are the parallels, but who's just sharing the names and how they got that way. And he, and he put, and you know, he, he actually sort of describes the, the culture a little bit and things like that. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. So, uh, um, I do want I do want to circle back to something real quick because you know my, my short term memory is 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 awful. So I do want to circle back uh, when you were giving your explanation and your description of uh, Enlil and Enki um, and why why one was more attached to the humans than the others. Uh, I think it's because um, Enlil. Enlil, I guess the word Enlil kind of translates to uh, God of the sky or Lord of the sky. And Enki is God of the land. Mm-hmm. So so Enki was here. He was here among the people. Uh, I guess he was really like more like into the water, like the water was his realm. But he was just here on the land among the people because uh, that's what Enki uh, translates to. The, well, because he is the goddess the mother, the goddess of the earth. So, uh, you know, that, that, that name is right there. Um, so yeah, just because he was here with us, just among us every day, uh, just having fun with us, talking with us, hanging out with us, teaching us and all of that. He, uh, he became attached. Uh, and though was not really here around us. So we were just nothing more like he didn't really understand why he was, was so attached to these little pets of his so we were more of an annoyance to him well as i said a little bit later on in genesis may or may not be related to this sorry but but on the reverse perspective we were but grasshoppers before him and you know no interest we were insects to him but to enki these these were his you know these were his charges his wards this is who he was talking to he was supervising he forged relationships and it's like what's the problem They're, they're they're doing they're doing pretty good work and we've got them working in, you know, uh, five continents, uh, you know, digging, 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 getting, getting the gold. What, what, what's the problem? Just because your ears hurt, you know, uh, we're here on a mission and the mission's going well. Um, so that's, you know, that's obviously making it a little bit more trite than it is, but I mean, I think that's sort of the, the nutshell. Now, the, the Nibiru thing, um, I, I don't know if they only check in periodically. Or, or if they're, if the legend is that they're, they're sort of always here, or there's some contingent always here. Some people believe that there's a contingent in the earth, in, in a hollow earth, or, you know, just, you know, or have insinuated themselves into our culture, but that when the Buru comes, that that is sort of the harbinger of some shift, uh, usually for what we would call progress, though, uh, I, I, listening to a book by a, a uh, Aboriginal philosopher, I'll call him, but the, the man's a genius, no matter what you think of his work. His name is Tyson. I think it's Yunka Porta. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing it incorrectly, but he actually opines. He doesn't actually say it outright, but uh, but I think that he thinks that most progress actually was regression from, you know, the, na- the natural state of sustainability, the humans to the earth. And I mean, it's hard to argue he doesn't have a point there, but uh, like every 3,600 years, if you read Sitchin, I think he wrote a book called The Twelfth Planet. and it's, That was his first one, yeah. 
Okay. Um, I'm not sure which was first or not, but I think what he was saying there is that when he did the math, that, that it, it corresponded to basically as far back as Gobekli Tepe, uh, then to other, uh, uh, you know, then the switch from hunter-gatherer to agrarian, um, and then to from Bronze Age to Iron Age, or maybe from, from Stone Age to Bronze Age, and then Bronze Age to Iron Age, uh, one of those two. Uh, and then the next was maybe the, there was something else in there, or depending on how the, it might have been like, uh, you know, the beginning of Empire, like, you know, a, 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 you know, mega countries. Again, one can argue whether or not these things are progress or not. And I might have, some or all of these benchmarks incorrect. It's been a while since I, I, I say read, but I, I listened to it. I listened to the audiobook um, of it. But basically there were these, these types of watershed moments tied to these 3,600 year cycles. And then he also points out that 3,600 was, you know, also in the, uh, in some Indian texts in the Maya calendar in the Egyptian, in the Sumerian, that, that all had 3,600 and that 36 is a, is sort of a holy, you know, number in a lot of traditions and, and also takes part in sacred geometry. Uh, for anyone who wants to do sacred, I mean, one day I would like to have a show on sacred geometry. I cannot explain it right now. I, I, but there's actually a, a two hour YouTube movie or video or whatever from Graham Hancock on sacred geometry. And, and I mean, he, uh, I mean, if you, if you have two hours to spend on this, that that's probably as good uh, and easy a way to absorb it uh, as you'll find. But there's a lot of numbers to play into, but, but 36 and uh, exponents or, or what do you, what do you, what's the word you use when like, you know, 36, 72, um, you know, a uh, hundred and eight. When you keep adding, when you keep adding or multiplying the number together in multiples, multiples maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I can't remember, but yeah, I am not a math guy. <laughs> Me either, quite obviously. But like square roots and and multiples and the, like, there are certain numbers that come up again and again, or multiples of that number, and thirty six is one of those. Correct. Right. So, yeah, 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 it does repeat a lot. It, you, you, you do come across that in a lot of different uh, religions, cultures, myths. All this stuff is fascinating. It's all tied in together, man. All of this stuff is tied in together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the other thing that's sort of everywhere in every culture, for whatever reason, is the Seven Sisters, the, the Pleiades, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I understand, they're just seven stars that are basically sort of in a straight line. Um, so I'm not really sure why those are so prevalent in so many cultures as opposed to, say, Orion's Belt or the Big Dipper or the Little Dipper yeah. or, or whatever the case is. But they're, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm very interested in that. Well, that's interesting because one of the things with the Seven Sisters and with Sitchin is, you know, people, he, he has a different interpretation as to why seven is important. He doesn't think it's because of the seven sisters. He thinks it's because if you come into the solar sister from system from the outside, as Nibiru does, that Earth is not the third planet from the sun. 
Earth is the seventh planet, the seventh planet in. in. So that's that's where the seven comes from, and and so from that, from the Anunnaki is possibly why the seven sisters, the stars, became important, just because seven. That's the basis of seven being the important number, which I guess you know primitive us took to be holy. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, it could that could have something to do with it for sure. Um, but I do know that there are uh, other cultures that are uh, unrelated to each other who uh, they say that their origin is the Pleiades. So I don't know, man. It it, it could be. Any of those things, but since you mentioned that that about uh, what Sitchin said about Earth being the seventh planet in, uh, it, it makes sense. Like there are, you can find, uh, I don't know what you say, cave paintings. There, there's definitely ancient drawings of what looks like the solar system with what looks like the Earth with an X on it. You know, and I take that as meaning X marks the spot. This is the destination. This is where we're going. Yeah, it, it could it could certainly be. I mean, you know, I mean the 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 spiral shape, you know, repeats itself lots of ways, including the Milky Way galaxy, you know, nebulas, uh, you know, the, the spirally Mandela, uh, you know, all over the place, um, and you know, and so there's drawings of that. But yeah, I, I've seen the ones that, that you're talking about. I mean, I also see ones where the where they look like they have paintings of. Well, what what people traditionally call grays, um, yeah, and hey, that 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 is what it looks like. And then there's others that look like there's people that might be in, you know, what could be an astronaut suit, or it could be a scuba suit, or for sure, you know, or it could be someone on a motorcycle, or Iron Man, or you know, other people say it's just a shaman with you know fancy headdress, but there's looks like there's sort of valves on, and who knows? Yeah. I mean, but but wearing a backpack of some sort, yeah, and 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 and, and there's similar ones, sort of all over the world, which, you know, that argues both ways. I mean, the argument can be, yeah, well, everyone saw something in common and, and they were reproducing and trying to record it as, as history the, the best they could. You know, I guess another uh, counter argument is, you know, there are certain archetypes that, you know, the, the theory I think is called diversion that, you know, on South America, you get a, you get a jaguar in Africa, you have a leopard, but they look similar, but they're not exactly the same, but, but, you know, and, and that, you know, language sort of developed around the world around the same time, you know, farming developed around the world around the same time, domestication of animals around the same time. And that somehow it sort of, you know, like evolution, like things just magically sort of, Happen, whether it's by intelligent design, a god, or the Anunnaki, or it just is. It's just it's it's just the you know just you know how some animals you know when their gender dies out they they learn how to procreate you know they they become both genders themselves um, right. you know so there could just be diversion. That's sort of the counter argument is that we have certain archetypes um, you know just in our in our pre pre wired into our minds. Um, you know, of course, the counter counter to that is, well, why is it pre-wired into our minds? <laughs> right. It came from somewhere. Yeah. It had to come from somewhere, man. It did have to come from somewhere. Is, is Bobby Blade still there? Do we still have him? To get Victorians back to work and grow the economy, Jobs Victoria is backing small businesses and job seekers. There are free services to help employers find and hire staff, including up to $20,000 wage subsidies. And for job seekers, there's free support to connect you to jobs, training and careers counselling. 
So if you're looking for work or workers, Jobs Victoria is ready to back you. Find out more at jobs.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. To get Victorians back to work and grow the economy, Jobs Victoria is backing small businesses and job seekers. There are free services to help employers find and hire staff, including up to $20,000 wage subsidies. And for job seekers, there's free support to connect you to jobs, training and careers counselling. So if you're looking for work or workers, Jobs Victoria is ready to back you. Find out more at jobs.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. I'm still here. I just, I think I bit off more than I can chew. I feel like the dumbest person on this show. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, you might be, I don't know, but I don't think that you should feel bad about knowing the least or remembering the least about the Anunnaki, because it's not exactly something that, that they teach in school or college or anything. It's like one of those things that you either stumble upon or you don't and, and either follow that thread or you don't. I mean, this show has been sort of a, a vehicle where I don't think I could have avoided it even if I wanted to, uh, whether or not I ever met the two of you or not, uh, because it just came up so many different times in so many different ways. And you know, one one gift that my mind has, because I meander and I bounce around like a pinball a lot, is that I find connections. Now, some of them are bullshit, but, you know, but some of them are sort of undeniable, like like the thing I keep repeating that Thor, Hercules, Beowulf, you know, Gilgamesh, all pretty much the same goddamn guy. Um, and I'm sure there's others I don't even know their, their names. Um, so, you know, these, uh, I, I call them, pan-cultural, um, uh, you know, uh, similarities, which is, I'm sure I didn't think of, but you know, some people call them collective memories, you know, or collective, uh, collective shared experiences, uh, which again, as I'm sure Bobby Anthem is about to say, has to come from somewhere. And I don't, uh, I don't really like the, uh, the idea that people have that, that one culture just stole uh, stole this history from this other culture and just took it for the stuff. And we we do know that that happens. We sure. know. That. I, I'm not. You know. I I do fully understand that that is a thing that happens all the time. It. it I was going to say it still happens. You know, it happens a lot with religions. Um, they come in and want to uh, basically let, let's say save. Quote, I'm throwing up air quotes. Save uh, another culture, and they say, hey, that religion that you have there uh you're not far off but that was actually jesus who did that <laughs> you know right. so um i know that that happens but with things like this with cultures that have absolutely nothing to do with each other they're in completely different parts of the world and their stories are so similar and to our knowledge they've never interacted with each other they didn't have phones they didn't have internet that we know of but their stories are so similar um I like to think that maybe one culture didn't steal it from the other, but they're just telling their own, just telling the same stories from their own individual points of view. They saw and experienced the same things, and they're saying, "Oh well, this is how I saw it." Oh well, he told me his name was Apollo. You know, right. uh, she she told me her name was was Aphrodite. You know? Right, and and I don't think that you're just being optimistic and and having a. a positive view on humanity there's it actually you know because most of the 
appropriation or, or assimilation, whichever way you look at it, has to do with empires, one, one culture taking over the other or taking over the land. And usually one of the tried and true parts in the playbook is to, you know, you let people have their own gods. You just say, use our names or our images, but basically everything else can be the same. And, you know, slowly over time, things sort of morph and merge. But the time period we're talking about, there, there, that, that was not part of the human condition. I mean, there was no way the Sumerians were thinking about, you know, conquering South America uh, or, you know, uh, crossing Central Asia to get to Asia Minor and, you know, uh, conquer India. Now, maybe there was trade and stuff like that, but that's not enough to completely uh, uh, appropriate an, an entire belief system. Um, you know, uh, so I, I think that you're right. I think that, that, that as however illogical this may sound to the listener, your, your interpretation, I think, is more logical than, than, you know, okay, the Romans, you know, took over the Greek world and they just, you know, put their godheads on top of the Greek gods who did the same thing with the Egyptian gods before. This wasn't the case. There were no armies taking over each other. This, this just sort of happened. Yeah, like just the, the 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 simple, I guess, example that I would like to use is like, let's say you and I are in our homes. Let's say we live on the same street. I live on one end of the street. You live all the way on the other end. You might, and, for, as far as I know, you could live down the street. <laughs> but I don't. I can tell you that much for a fact. Okay. But like, let's say, let's say Bobby Blades starts. Uh, moonwalking down the street from my house all the way to yours. He has a boom box on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And and I'm telling people, hey, man, I just saw Bobby Blades moonwalking down the street. I know that sounds crazy, but that happened. So eventually he's going to get to your house, you know, and he's still moonwalking. So just because you say, hey, I saw Bobby Blades, he was scooting backwards down the street and he had, he had like this box on his shoulder. I don't know what the hell that was. You know, that doesn't mean that you stole the story from me. It's just that we both saw it at different times and we gave our own interpretation of it. So maybe I didn't have to give that example because I think it was pretty clear at the way we both put it. But if anybody wants to use a simple, stupid example, there you go. Well, what you've done is you've, I, I have this image in my head of Bobby Blades in total 80s sort of 80s cheesy hip hop attire, which I know is like, he's like a heavy metal guy. <laughs> and so he would not be, <laughs> he wouldn't be wearing like those, those baggy, you know, pants with, you know, multicolors and have, have a, like a hat backwards on his head and, and like sort of like a parachute jacket. But nonetheless, that's how I have him pictured. He would be surprised. Okay. Well, that, well, that's why I'm picturing you moonwalking <laughs> with the risky business sunglasses. The right bands, I was going to say. Blades is a very worldly guy, man. He's this, there's no musical genre that he's not into. <laughs> I am quite eclectic. Um, so, yeah, in the 80s, it was totally, uh, totally something that I would do. I, I wanted the Michael Jackson zipper jacket with the, <laughs> with the parachute pants and everything. Of course, I never got one, but still. What were those muscle pants called that like Hulk Hogan would wear? You're not talking about Zubaz, I know. 
I don't know. All, all of the muscle guys had them. They were these giant, ridiculously baggy pants. They were like, uh, they were like basically Zubax. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. and they, they looked like uh, Jackson Pollock paintings. You know, the, uh, all, all the stuff splattered on they them. Those are, those are Zubaz, my brother, and those were actually get this. Here's some trivia for you. Mm-hmm. Those were created by the Road Warriors. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were they they you know, we're, we're way off on Anunnaki here unless you consider Hawking animals. Uh, I mean, they could have been aliens, but yeah, man, they they created those pants. They used to work out with them. They were because they were quick and easy, and a lot of wrestlers, especially back then, knew how to sew. So they would just put them together because they were comfortable. They were quick. Uh, the fabric was cheap. Other wrestlers would ask about them. Hey, where'd you get those pants? Oh, we made them. Oh, can you make me some? So they made a business out of it, and boom, there you go. Started the company. I believe they sold the company. But yes, Zubaz were created by Hawk and Adam. Wow. Okay. Well, that is some deep cut trivia. I, I just, you know, I, I, it, I sort of figure it's like a, I pity the fool who, who makes fun of them for being tailors. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are seamstresses. What'd you call us? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. That was, that was a thing. That was a thing. And then, uh, pro wrestling back then man they didn't get paid as much as they do now and they have to be able to take care of everything themselves so they all knew how to sell it's also a military thing man my dad my dad was an army uh vet uh a vietnam vet and all those guys all of them they knew how to sell you know you have to know how to take care of yourself you have to be well-rounded and be able to do anything okay well now you have me thinking about i'm going to get you sucker where the guy goes, well, you were in the army. What are all those medals for? What are all those patches for? Well, this one's for shorthand. This one's for sewing. This one's- <laughs> I'm going to watch that again. Sorry, Blades. Go ahead. Ah, uh, no worries. I thought Bobby, he was like, my dad was a vet in the army. I was like, he was a veterinarian in the army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad was an animal in the army. <laughs> Uh, healthcare was different then. The VA was different back there. So, so Blades, what are you gonna what are you gonna offer us? What are you gonna give us on on your take of, of the Anunnaki or, or some sort of parallel myth, story, lore, legend, something that goes bump in the night? Well, it's pretty much everything Anthem had said. No, 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 no. no. Except the, like a lot of the stuff you were bringing up, you were saying, you know, how, how do these people communicate? over vast distances and it just made me think of like the pyramids showing up in different places like the Aztecs and then you know the pyramids in Egypt and even I think pyramids in Antarctica or something and so I was just like thinking of all this shit and I was like wow you know the I mean sure the earth um the tectonic plates have moved around quite a bit and that could be the reason why everything is separate now and you know when when the lands were in the early days, it uh, they probably were a lot closer together. But also, it's just like you, you've got one corner of the earth to the next, and the cultures have a lot of this, a lot of this uh, similarities in them. Oh yeah, they, they, they show. Um, you know, if you, I'm sure you're on a lot of the web pages and Facebook groups, and I am, and they always show you the pictures, like from uh, Machu Picchu and and you know, uh, Techno, what is it? What, what's anyway, the, the, the Maya ones, but also like Angkor Wat and Cambodia. Um, and then there's always stories about the Serbian pyramid. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we know that there's uh, pyramids in Antarctica or not, uh, 
one day, perhaps we'll find out, hopefully because of technology and not because it's all melted, because then we'll have a real flood myth to deal with. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's something, but I, I think that when, listen, I am not a geologist either, but I'm pretty sure that when the continents were that much closer together, that was way before there was any kind of uh, hominid. That we know of. <laughs> that we know of. That's now I'm wondering where the hell did I hear that pyramids uh, were in Antarctica? Oh, I heard, I heard the same thing, but then we have a lot of conversations. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe you heard it together. Maybe you heard it from each other. But yeah, I had heard that. We also heard um, probably in that same conversation that um, that there are some, I, I don't know, never, I have not done any fact checking on this, but they found some in the ocean. Um, like they're pretty much finding these things all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, because the, the, the continental shelves extend out and, and a lot of, you know, islands were volcanoes and then the volcanoes go active and the islands go down and, you know, and, and things like that. But also, you know, there, there's a lot of theories, I mean, about how the climate has changed like 5,000 years ago, the, you know, or, or, or like 40,000 years ago, the Sahara wasn't a desert. It was, you know, the, it was temperate and, and the Mediterranean Sea was much larger. And I mean, they found like a skeleton of a land walking whale, basically. Um, and that's, that's objectively so. It's fact that they, they dated it to 43 million years ago, um, you know, in the middle of the Sahara and they're finding more stuff. But yeah, the, the, I mean, the good thing about Antarctica is that you can't unprove anything yet. The bad thing about Antarctica is that you can't prove anything uh, yet. But, I mean, every now and then I do see stories, and they seem to be from reputable sources, that, that, they're, that they found like a, like some sort of portal or hatch or something that they can't explain. Now, I'm not talking about the portal to the hollow earth. I'm well familiar with all of that as well, and I'm not dismissing it either. But this is not what I'm talking about. It's almost like that there's like some sort of, structure which may be metallic you know and, and that it seems to be not natural of origin or if it is it would be you know uh, very odd it would be it would be unique um you know uh, you know under the ice almost like the thing you know remember the movie the thing where they they found the crevasse and down there and then there was like a ship under that i mean it's probably not that blatant i don't know if, but that that's sort of what i picture So we should be terrified. <laughs> we should all be very afraid to do anything. Well, there's plenty of things to be terrified. You could change forms like that. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, no. Of course. I, listen, I, I'm very happy whenever you speak. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about like if the thing was based on like what what the Anunnaki were in actuality, and basically they could like a chimera of sorts and they could take on any form. So they have no actual form themselves. They just, uh, it, ugh, gross. Which, no, that's okay. I, I think, uh, since you mentioned that, I can't remember if I brought this up. I, I think I did, but, uh, like on an earlier date, when, why are there no stories, like no Hollywood stories about the Anunnaki? They get into everything else. They've gotten into the Egyptian stories, Greek, Roman, uh, a lot of the South American stuff you can find. Uh, they even touch on it. Like if they don't, if, even if, if the entire story or show or movie is not based on some of those things, they at least touch on some of those things. But you never really 
see anything anywhere about the Anunnaki. The closest that I can think of is Prometheus. And that's not even what, like, that's, you know, you, you can make that connection, but they're not saying this is the Anunnaki. Well, once they got to it, they decided to kill them all off. Like, right when that was getting good, they, they had the aliens come down in the swarm and kill them in, like, 12 seconds. I mean, I was, They sure did. <laughs> that's weird to me. It was terrible. Very because that could have been the Anunnaki yeah. and the ant people being two separate things or what, whatever. I mean, they could, they could have gone in all sorts of directions. But there, there are, but no big budget Hollywood movies. But there's a, there's a movie called, oh God, what's it called? I think it's called Iron Mountain. And then there's a sequel, Iron Mountain, The Coming Race. And it has all of this stuff. And, and they're sort of, Iron Mountain is a really weird movie. It's a dark comedy and you have to, you have to accept that it's like, if it was made today, it would be canceled on so many levels, but it is, you know, but it, I mean, I think it's satire. Um, I don't even want to try and describe it. It's, it I found it on, somebody told me about it, I found it on Netflix and then there's the, the sequel and like all of these things are touched on. Um, okay. And there are movies. They're just not very good, but, I mean, again, if you accept that the, I mean, there's, there's not that many that are directly on the Anunnaki. So I guess we should dismiss all the movies that are about other things, which could be tied to the same myths. So you're right. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, it seems interesting. Um, and you know, the, the stories are there. Um, and it's untapped. It's, it's totally untapped. And these stories are amazing. They're already written. So it seems like there's very little work that really needs to be done. So I don't understand what, what is Hollywood afraid of uh, as far as making, uh, well, I mean, you can call it original only because there have been no big budget movies about it. But like, so it, it's new uncharted territory and they're the oldest stories in the world. <laughs> so what are they afraid of? Yeah, I don't the know. Illuminati does not want their secrets exposed. There it is, right there. Yeah, the the bloodlines don't want the you know don't want anyone to track the bloodlines. So I mean, you know, uh, maybe the bloodlines control Hollywood. So you know they don't that, that that's what the that would that's what the conspiracy answer would be. Um, I don't have a better answer for you. I I, I don't know because why not at least try? I mean, God knows they make a Hercules, Tarzan, and Sherlock Holmes movie every three or four years, and the King Arthur one, and most most of them bomb. You might as well try a you know, a, a different one where you have a, a, you know, a whole bunch of license to put in whatever kind of technology or powers that you want or don't want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get it myself. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid of for religious reasons. Otherwise, you know, Constantine wouldn't have been made and Lucifer wouldn't be on the air still. There's tons of movies based on different religions, man. Tons of them. Stories, books, comic books, all of that. Um, Blades and I found one cartoon. It's like a, a short cartoon. I think there might be like six episodes, and it was uh, produced in Brazil, I think. It's animated, and uh, it's pretty cool, but I don't speak the language. <laughs> and, it's, and being that it's even it's difficult for me to see, I mean, it might be subtitled. I don't know. I can't read it. <laughs> so I'm going to need something with a ton of exposition. I'm going to need a big budget Hollywood uh, movie. I'm going to need uh, a TV series because, I mean, even even Stargate, 
they said, okay, so we're going to make this thing and it's going to tap back into ancient culture. We're going to Egypt. I'm like, okay, everybody's done Egypt. They're like, oh, okay, you don't want Egypt? We're going to, we're going to fucking Camelot. <laughs> Sorry to curse. I'm, I'm trying to curve my language uh, you, you, these days. You can curse. I mean, I, well, well, no, I don't want to. That's the thing. Okay. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they're tapping on all these things. Like they could have done so many different things with Stargate. Um, but they, they just, it's like they chose not to, what, what do they not know? I, I can't, I can't accept that they don't know about the Anunnaki. Oh, it, it's yeah. somebody's job to, to look into these things and there are enough people and just once you, once you get into Egypt, it's going to lead you to different places. It's going to lead you. I feel like everything, if you look deep enough, everything is going to lead you right back to the Anunnaki. Yeah, I don't have the answer to that. I mean, I don't know why Sumeria wouldn't wouldn't be interesting, attractive, you know, uh, you know, and if you think that enough people don't know what Sumeria say, Babylon. I mean, everybody right. knows, even if they don't know exactly what Babylon is, they, they they know Babylonia. I mean, it's a it's a common word. So I, I'm not sure. I mean, you would think that you know that somebody would want new properties. Maybe the the right script just hasn't come along. But maybe that's what you should do. Maybe you should start it and you should do a, a podcast so that people who uh, can't see can follow along just the same and, and do it. That, that, seems like a, that seems like a great project for you. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> well, sure. Everything worth doing is hard. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm too tied up in other things to, to take on that venture. But, but what know, are I'm, those I'm other things? I heard you put out an album. No, no, no. I've been I've been working on music, but no, no album, not yet. Anyway, uh, Blades and I have been working on some things. I've been working on some other projects with some other people um, here and there, uh, contributing to some things. Yeah, don't 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 worry. We won't tell Blades. He's not listening anyway. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, that's that's my brother. We trust me. We have things coming. It's weird that he's your brother and you have the same name. I mean, you know, parents, the, look, George Foreman, all his kids, all George Foreman's kids are named George. So that good, happens. Good example. Good. <laughs> I, I sit corrected. Blades, Blades, what about you? You working on a, an album or anything exciting? Yeah, I'm working on actually a, a dark wave album under. Well, I'm not sure if it's going to go under the name 20 Second Sunrise, which I had done like industrial music in the past, or if it's going to be something completely new and different. And of course, I'm working on uh, hip hop music with Bobby Anthem, as well as some heavy metal tracks, too. Wow. Very um, well rounded. <laughs> what is Dark Wave? Uh, it's like. All right, you listen to, like, did you ever listen to Sisters of Mercy in the 80s, Bauhaus, things like that? I've heard of Bauhaus. I've never heard of Sisters of Mercy. Um, I listened to the Four Tops. Is that close? Uh, not even close. <laughs> Similar, but no. <laughs> okay. How about The Who? Am I, am, I getting, am I getting warmer? No, you're not getting warmer. Mm. <laughs> because, uh... The, the coming of synth, like right after punk rock music, you added synth to like post-punk and uh, you're getting close when you think about The Cure and, uh, you know, bands like that. Okay. You know I, when you hear it. Okay. I know The Cure. I, I um, so 
what are we talking? Are we talking like uh, the second wave British invasion, or are we talking? I mean, why are we not talking glam metal? No, definitely not. Um, uh, it's not the British invasion. I mean, it was uh, like after punk rock, and in the eighties when uh, is it like Prodigy? The Prodigy. Well, no, Prodigy is more like EDM and uh, industrial. So a little less prodigy, a little more like Duran Duran, but darker. Darker than Duran Duran. That's hard to imagine. Yeah. I mean, what's, <laughs> what's darker than Hungry Like the Wolf? Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, Duran Duran has some pretty dark songs, so. Union um, of the Snake? Yeah. Mm, the Snake? <laughs> Maybe as dark as Duran Duran. Okay. I don't, I don't, yeah, want, I don't want a slander about my Taylor brothers. <clears throat> Did I give you a stroke? <laughs> Either. Anyone. Did I give anyone a stroke? <laughs> no, no, we're just listening. Oh, okay, good. Uh, all right, so Dark Wave is sort of like synth, have, synth uh, alternates. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, like AWOL Nation or Muse, something like that. Is that closer? When I think of dark wave and like new wave together, like I'm thinking of uh, Public Image Limited. I'm thinking of bands like The Cure. I'm thinking of Depeche Mode, Midnight Oil, stuff like that. You know, like straight out of the '80s kind of thing. Okay, so so I I, I just call that the MTV alternative. But okay, all right, that's that, 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 that's fine. That doesn't sound too scary. All right, because dark wave sounds a lot scarier than than you're describing it. No, it's actually, it's uh, upbeat drums with minor chords, and then you're just kind of bitching and moaning most of the time about, about love and loss and shit like that. So Not too threatening. So, <laughs> so, so, so it's country music with different instruments. Got it. Okay. Perfect. Got it. I, 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 it, it sounds, it, it just, just like do the, the words from a Seinfeld episode and just put it to music. There you go. You're welcome. You could uh, you could create your own musical genre from that. Call it um, maybe Seinfeld Core or Kramer Core. Yeah, Festivus. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. That's right, Festivus Core. So yeah, that's great. The Festivus Wave. I don't know something, but that, well, that's good. You guys are both very musically inclined. I am not, so uh, I think that probably goes without saying. After that little embarrassing exposition of what are different kinds of music. Uh, when you said Bauhaus, I immediately thought of Danzig, and I only know one song by Danzig, which is the one everyone knows, Mother. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, after the description, that's obviously uh, in the wrong direction. All right. So we have our Anunnaki. We have our Anunnaki myths. We sort of uh, know who our progenitors of the Anunnaki stories are, at least in the modern times. Um and I, you know, I, I think that we've done a pretty good exposition on the Anunnaki, at least as, as far as the three of us can do it. There are probably far more expert persons on it, probably even who have been on my show before. Um, For sure. that, uh, you know, the, the good thing about podcasts is that they last forever. The bad thing is that, uh, things often, you know, float out of the sieve that is my head. Um, but if you're interested in the Anunnaki, certainly uh, Zachariah Sitchin is a 
excellent place to start. Um, you can get probably all of his books on Audible. Uh, he is by far not the only one. I think, uh, Anthem, didn't you mention another author earlier? Well, there's Eric Von Daniken, but he touched on uh, a lot of things. Just that Zechariah Sitchin. Zechariah Sitchin's the way to go because that's where he put all of his focus. So I would just say start there and then see where that leads you. Yeah, and maybe visit a little bit of the, the Gilgamesh uh, tale. It, it's not directly Anunnaki, but you can you can sort of find its roots in there. Gilgamesh's um, uh, his his genetics, his biology is something like he's two thirds divine and one third magic. So you, you know, obviously not fully human. So there's some other inferences there as well. Uh, uh, something more human than human, right? It's like uh, in the beginning, I was thinking when you were saying you you know more than me, Jeff. I was thinking I'm more inhumans than inhumans. <laughs> Can you write that song for me? Can you do that song for me? Can you make a song for me as, as my new outro, More Inhumans Than Inhumans? <laughs> We're probably not going to do I that. I think Rob Zombie might uh, get offended by that. I'm pretty sure he'll never listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I know. It's true. I don't know. What were you saying? Um, speaking of Gilgamesh, did you watch Marvel's The Eternals? I did. Um, and they had uh, Gilgamesh on there. Yeah, but, but that wasn't was, uh, that wasn't Gilgamesh. Yeah, <laughs> that's Marvel's Gilgamesh. I have not seen it. I have not seen it, but I know that that's Marvel's Gilgamesh. So. Yeah, and uh, even like Athena, but instead of being Athena, it's just Athena. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that. Okay, so Marvel Eternals was something I was very much looking forward to, even though I have no recollection of there being comics, the Eternals. I had no connection to the properties, but if you know, it's basically a version of the Book of Enoch or the Anunnaki, you know, if you if you want it to be. Um, the problem with it is it's an extremely flawed movie. And while I did not dislike it, I actually sort of liked it when I watched it. It's like I have this relationship with the movie Aquaman that when I saw it, I, I sat through it and I'm like, OK, OK. But as soon as I left, I'm like. I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then it took about 10 minutes for me to realize I hated that goddamn movie. So the, <laughs> so the Eternals I've been struggling with. And I think I've been going through the 12 stages of grief with it. And I and it's funny that you brought up because I think it was either last night or two nights ago that I finally realized I think it's time I just admit to myself that I hated that movie. Now, did you hate it because it was written badly or did you just hate it because of what it was portraying? Well, it was written badly. It was not the depiction I wanted. It also made no sense on lots of levels. But let's just go with the end. You you hatch a giant celestial from the Earth's core because the Earth is an egg, forgetting how we even got there and all of the ridiculous loopholes and the the you know the celestials are about as flawed as the Old Testament God in in his decision in their decision making. But when the thing comes out of the ocean. Just because you transmute it from whatever a celestial is made into into dot into dead stone doesn't mean that you didn't crack the egg. I mean, the earth is still gone. The core has still been ruptured. Turning it into stone doesn't change that. I mean, just because it doesn't float into space doesn't mean that you didn't rupture the earth from the center out to, you know, the Pacific or wherever the hell they were. <laughs> That's true. You just spoiled the movie for Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I just saved Bobby two and a half hours or almost oh, three hours of his life. Good. 
I'm still going to watch it. And thanks to my concussions, I'm going to forget this entire conversation. Oh, that's good. Well, the the other thing is, and this is not going to ruin anything. I mean, first of all, this movie's old, so I, I I don't really feel like it's my fault if I spoil something. But Cersei is the only character that had a romantic interest with uh with two uh characters. There was another uh, small romantic story there, but I mean, there, there was no conflict there. But Cersei had a relationship with both Icarus and the guy who turns out to be the, the Black Knight. Ironically, the two, two actors from Game of Thrones. She had zero sexual chemistry or even friendly chemistry with either of them on screen. There was nothing there. It was like robots, you know, being together. I mean, how, how do you cast her or them with her and like allow that to come out? There was like nothing between them. I don't know. I think it was more that they were trying to keep like sexuality out of that movie because, because I mean, yeah, because Disney, <laughs> maybe uh, it got lost on the cutting room floor and there's actually a director's cut or a Snyder cut of it where they're actually, you know, they have backstories and there's actually some, you know, there's some character development, but maybe. I mean, I just kind of gave it, I took it, as what it was, I was like, oh, this is another Disney film, you know, that they don't have the, I don't think they have the rated R properties anyway, like uh, Deadpool and Logan and shit like that, because they don't show up on Disney Plus. No, they don't. They None of the Marvel movies have been rated R. Okay, yeah, so... They like, might. There's a rumor that's floating about. And the source of this rumor to me is Drew Yari. So it's false. Blame Drew Yari and the Drew Yari show. Hi, Drew, you're adorable. Um, but he says, and he's probably going to come at me if, if I'm wrong that the source is him. But anyway, somebody said who may or may not be Drew Yari that they're going to have sort of like their dark hero course, sort of like they're going to have uh, blade um, ghost rider, maybe moon Knight. Some of the other yeah. darker characters uh, eventually together in, in some way. Yeah, that's that, happening. Okay, and and, that's happening. and that those well, may yeah. they may experiment with rate with R ratings with those uh, those properties. If it's anything like Morbius, it's going to suck ass. Well, Morbius is a Sony property trying to trying to do the Spider Universe. I don't count anything that Sony does except for the the three Tom Holland movies with in conjunction with Marvel to be. Marvel properties—they're just—they're just sullying the name. I think I think they're doing whatever they can to either make whatever last dollar they can, or to try to bring down the value of Marvel. <laughs> okay, yeah, because uh, I was because I know that Morbius was in the in the Blade universe, from what I thought, and um, it, considering how like when Wesley Snipes played Blade, it was completely badass. It was probably the best. So Marvel good. movie to come out rated R. So good. And I was thinking of Morbius. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then when I saw it, it was not so great. It was just really poor in almost every aspect. Yeah, no, I, I saw the previews. I'm like, this movie's going to suck ass. And everyone's been saying it, it doesn't just suck ass. It, su it sucks multiple, like, elephant asses. Um, so, but the, the interesting thing and interesting thing is that Venom is now in the Sony Spider-Verse and in the MCU, uh, as a result of No Way Home. So we're, so we are going to get two different versions of Venom 
And thank goodness, because I hated the Venom movies by Sony, and I don't like, I didn't like Tom Hardy in that role. And I, I didn't even watch him. I didn't even find, you shouldn't, and I didn't find it endearing at all. And it sort of is, it sort of indirectly has ruined Moon Knight for me, because it's sort of the same dynamic of voices in the head. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes of Moon Knight. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I watched three. I know how I feel about it. it, it it's sort of like the, how I feel about The Eternals. I really wanted to like it. It's got all sorts of things in it that I should like and do like. I even like Moon Knight. I, I sort of did these sort of like Batman with like Luke Cage strength, you know, and, and invulnerability, um, but not like Superman. Um, but I, I, I have to just be honest with you guys and, and the audience of four people that... I don't like it. I, I I am struggling with it, and I keep hoping it's going to be better. I keep wanting to be more Moon Knight. I want very much for at least Stephen Grant to get killed and or Mark Spector to get killed, preferably both of them. I want the wife to, to Layla to, you know, have her hair catch on fire, and I just want Moon Knight. I just want Moon Knight beating things up. I am not interested in, you know... It, in, in this in this story at all and it just feels like the goddess that they're trying to wake up is, is just the new version of hell from from Ragnarok interesting I haven't seen any of it so oh sorry <laughs> oopsie um, right. concussions I'll forget right I will tell you two things that I, that I really am enjoying so that that's that's different um, on Peacock, there's a show called Killing It, starring Craig Robinson. It's great. It's sort of like a funny Breaking Bad. I mean, not plot-wise, but in that vein. Um, and there's a show on HBO Max called Tokyo Vice, and I'm really liking that, too. Um, Killing It, you can stream it all. They're like half-hour episodes. Tokyo Vice, they, they released the first three, then the second two, and I guess it'll be two episodes every week, so they've have five episodes and there was a show on HBO max and still there obviously called the tourist, which I wouldn't say was great, but I liked it. I mean, it's slow, but it's interesting. I mean, you have to, you have to like take it back to like, if you were watching things in 1981, cause it's not a fast moving movie, but when things happen, they happen fast, but it, it was interesting. I, I, I liked it. It was different than most TV. So those are three record. Those are three recommendations from, uh, from Jeff. Another thing on the Anunnaki, which maybe isn't directly Anunnaki, but on the ancient alien thing, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, um, oh. the end of it. Oh. oh, best thing that best thing that David Icke has ever been connected to. Okay, so this is what our next podcast has to be. It's got to be on Battlestar Galactica because I can't find anyone that wants to do a Battlestar Galactica podcast with me. I, I've joined Battlestar Galactica Facebook groups. Uh, I couldn't stand any of them for more than two weeks. They just, I mean, they're so stupid. They're like, it, it's like every time they find one of the actors in another show, they post about it. Like actors don't work in other shows. I mean, they're, they're done with the wrestling fans. Um, but I, I, like I went on Twitter. I went to, I, I followed all the actors. I contacted them all. None of them contacted me bo- back. I mean, not even polite. Thanks for being a fan. Nothing. Um, Jonah Goldberg, who is me if I did things right. Um, loves Bowser. I contacted him. He actually signal boosted my request, but, but he's been ignoring me since that he, you know, because obviously he doesn't want to do a podcast with this jabroni. Maybe he's busy working and writing on the dispatch and things like that. Um, but, uh, I don't know, but I, you know, I would like for someone to 
talk to me about the excellent things and the interesting and, and the, the possible flaws in Battlestar Galactica to try to explore them and explain them. Um, because there were some unanswered questions, unless, sure. uh, though they're subject to interpretation. So someone could say, no, nothing was unanswered. This is the answer. Um, so I don't know. Anthem, whenever you get a, whenever you get some time, we can, we can set a date and obviously that we can do it any, any time. Cause as long as there's Sundays, there's going to be a guard on the doom. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. That, that sounds very nice. <laughs> you know, a grandchild is not going to take, you know, 24 seven time. Oh, we'll see what happens. All right, fine. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not gonna get between you and your bundle of joy. Don't worry. They they sleep a lot, so you know. Well, well, you know. Anyway, you, you you were enthusiastic about it before it involved talking to me about it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm gonna I'm gonna Let's have to like that. I'm gonna have to take it personally. You know that. So I'm gonna, so <laughs> so just know next time I see Blades moonwalking, I'm gonna follow him in reverse, and then I'll find out where you live. Just by doing that, and don't think I don't just don't think I don't have a ring camera just following him around when when he's moonwalking. All right, fellas, any <laughs> any <laughs> any final thoughts on um, the Anunnaki or where people can find you when they can expect more content from the Inhumans or your other projects, uh, old man, Met- old guy, metalcast, etc. Um, well, I'll start. Um I, uh, I'm just way too busy with life to be involved in any, uh, type of a regular scheduled, uh, podcast. So the inhuman experience is pretty much on permanent hiatus. The inhumans are still and will always be the inhumans. Blaze and I are always going to be working, always going to be doing something. He's always going to be my brother. That's so. That's where the experience is. Uh, we really don't know. We are still busy with our other projects, and with every project that we're doing, we're still representing the Inhumans. Um, I'm, in, I'm currently involved with a podcast called Planet Tour. and if you're into Garden of Doom, you will be into Planet Tour, where myself, Yuck Nasty, and Papa Dave take stories that Papa Dave finds, uh, short stories, and we... Uh, Yuck expertly crafts and produces audio dramas with with Dave and myself um, reading the stories. Uh, check that out. We do it's science fiction, horror, some fantasy things of that nature. The fantastical because that's the stuff that we really enjoy doing. So check that out. Um, that's Planet uh, yeah. Rocket Raconteur. Yes, sir. Planet Raconteur. Check that out. I, I will. Like it sounds awesome. Be disappointed. Yeah. Um, by the also, way, by yeah. the way, not to interrupt your 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 monologue here, but doesn't that sound like somewhere that you can outsource this Anunnaki tales to Yuck Nasty? Uh, well, think well, about you it. You have to check. You have well. You have to check out the show and see what it is that we actually do. Okay, um, fair enough. But that's definitely something that I would be into. I, I, I could I could put the bug in Dave's ear to look out for uh, some Anunnaki stories, and uh, and Dave and I can read it. Yuck can produce it, and it'll be a beautiful thing. There you go. Um, You're welcome. So we're doing that. We're doing that. Uh, we're still working on music, of course. Um, uh, 
And that's that as far as where you can find me. You can find me in the hearts and minds of children everywhere, but you cannot find me online because I do not do social media at all. So there we are. Blades, go ahead. Bobby Anthem does not exist on the internet. <laughs> I'm off the grid, man. Yeah, he's Prob- living off the Probably grid. a nominee a nominee for smartest man alive then. Mm, definitely. Because I I feel envious of him every time I go on to like Facebook and I see some dumb shit. Uh, that's why I don't really participate in Facebook that much. Anyway, um yeah, you can find me on Old Guy Metalcast with Jim Vicious from Suplex City Limits fame. And we just talk about pretty much anything and everything using metal as the backdrop, as Bonnie would describe it. Um, also, got another show called I Want to Make a Playlist About It. And it's a fun show. We talk about like comic book stuff mostly, but we also make playlists based on the stupid topics that we come up with. And that's also a good time. We just recorded one with Bobby Anthem, and uh, hopefully that'll get edited and out there at some point. I've been on, hey, I'm a repeat guest on there. <laughs> you, wow. You were on there twice. <laughs> so fun show. Yeah, you, well, you didn't ask me about Battlestar Galactica. That was, that was uh, your first uh, non-mistake. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> is there a song that you associate with Anunnaki that I should use for my outro, either one that I would know or one that that, uh, that, that is near and dear to your hearts, including your original works, perhaps? <laughs> Please, <no. laughs> yeah, you can check out the Inhuman SoundCloud page, and there is a song called On Earth As It Is In Heaven, and it's all about the Anunnaki. I have no idea how to check out something on SoundCloud, but if you can send it to me in some sort of format that my wonderful editor, producer, La Sicaria and fiance uh, can can make it work, I will absolutely use that as the outro because I don't know what a SoundCloud is and I don't want to learn. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool, Bobby. I will send absolutely. You back. Absolutely. All right. All right, okay, so I'll send out your way. Well, who, what's, what's the name of the group so I can give it proper credit? Well, you can give it proper credit right here. You're the copyright owners right here, the artists. What, what's the name of the group and what's the name of the album or EP that where they can find it if they want to buy it? Uh, well, it's not for sale. Oh. The name of the group is The Inhumans. And um, if people want to listen to it, they can go to soundcloud.com slash Inhumans or just go to SoundCloud and enter Inhumans in the search bar with a Z and you'll find it. Okay. Inhumans with a Z, not a search bar with a Z. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very. very that's, right. that's the ticket. Yeah. Right. Whatever you do, don't put a Z on your tank or somebody's going to shoot a javelin at you. So, um, all right. So, fellas, <laughs> thank thank you for acknowledging my joke. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for the uh, for reuniting. Um, and Battlestar Galactica anthem. I'm not giving up on you. There's no rush. <laughs> There's no rush. I'm I'm booked into July and beyond. Don't worry. Okay. All no, right. We'll no. see what happens, man. All right. All thanks. right. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate you guys. Good luck with everything. Uh, You promoted everything. Folks, hope you enjoyed this reunion show. And please rate, give us five stars, write a review, share, tell your friends. And we will hear from you next week in the garden. Try to tell me that aliens built the pyramids. 
It's funny cause they probably did. Fuck I'm doing talking about pineograms. Fuck I'm doing talking about pineograms. Ancient ways of Sumerians. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with a righteous man. Oh, this is my Anunnaki flow. Oh, this be my Anunnaki flow. Yo, I got that Anunnaki flow. You are now on planet X. I'm the God, show your respect. I'm the destroyer, and this is Doomsday. 360,000 years since I made way. Hey, I hate to be the one to warn ya. Your government knew all along, as they weren't trying to spoil it for ya. Boy, oh boy, I'm hot to death. High as my magnetic field. Theologists preach of me, but they don't think I'm really real. All my angels up in here, all my demons up in here. I know who bought you in this world. They'll take you out of here. The law of relativity's cute. I even suck Atlantis too. NASA on that bullshit. They always propping out my crew. And they be loving the crew. Yeah, they be loving the crew. I know that you heard about me, about me way, way back in school. Mayan calendars, you went to church. We are no revelations. You see Porsches, behold up pale horses, galloping across the nation. Watch out for them seven seals. I'll be in the sky. The Euphrates River's dry, so you know it's real. Fuck I'm doing talking about pineograms. Fuck I'm doing talking about pineograms. Ancient ways of Sumerians. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with a righteous man. Oh, this is my Anunnaki flow. Oh, this be my Anunnaki flow. Yo, I got that Anunnaki flow. You are now on planet X. I'm the God, show your respect. Oh, no man knoweth the hour of my return. It'll be like a thief in the night. Make sure your people's alright. Uh, that's right, the writing's on the wall. They was only worried about Saddam. Saying how the bars to go against the gods. The only brown dwarf swagging. Cross your sun just like a dragon. The Japanese know what's happening. They was debating about Kobe and LeBron. The Bible or the Quran. They should have been taking cover. They said I'm red, but gold is my favorite color. Witnesses agree, they see me with wings when I hover. Might even make your pole shift when I'm skipping through. My orbit is a bitch on her mistral. They undermined the prophecy of Daniel, that's a bummer. Now I'm at your doorstep, but not for sugar. Just that Anunnaki flow. Inky and in Lewis love it. Sirius is the war in Syria, bitch. Fuck I'm doing talking about pineograms. Fuck I'm doing talking about pineograms. Ancient ways of Sumerians. Ain't nothing wrong with a righteous man. Oh, this is my Anunnaki flow. Oh, this be my Anunnaki flow. Yo, I got that Anunnaki flow. You are now on planet X. I'm the God, show your respect. My power. Global warming's alive. The moon is a satellite. Holographic universe North Star to God. Back in the 1950s, most people aren't aware of it, but there was a scientific storm in America all through the late 50s about this thing out there in space because the astronomers were all watching it. And that was back when they weren't afraid to talk about it. It was in the science magazines. I mean, I had a subscription to like popular science and hell, it was on the front cover of the magazine one day in like 
last 50 years has came and gone. And uh, this baby's out there in the sky. They've been watching it. I watched it. And I can tell you, this thing has got so much trash coming around it. You know how we live in a solar system? We've got nine planets and a big sun. This thing has got seven planets and its own sun. But... To get Victorians back to work and grow the economy, Jobs Victoria is backing small businesses and job seekers. There are free services to help employers find and hire staff, including up to $20,000 wage subsidies. And for job seekers, there's free support to connect you to jobs, training and careers counselling. So if you're looking for work or workers, Jobs Victoria is ready to back you. Find out more at jobs.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.